You know, there are people who would call me anti-black because I don't push a black liberal agenda. Oh no, but check me out. I'm gonna tell you what black is to me. Speaking as a man who's been black for 36 years. Feel me? What is black? It's that beautiful reflection that I see in the mirror. It's that feeling that God is getting nearer. All noise is gone. Yes, Lord, I clearly hear you. What is black? This carbonated, melanated substance that moonlights as my skin. That allows me to see the world through an alternative lens. Feel me? What is black? Is the knowledge that we were the first to roam Earth. We called it home first. This colonial imposed division ain't gonna work. Nah. What is black? It's me holding myself to the highest standard. Keep my pants up, stand up. Even in traumatic circumstances that make me put my hands up. What is black? Yeah, we experience weariness from the killing that got us delirious. But don't forget, we're responsible for the pyramids. We rule Ethiopia. We destroy Mali's economy. We're the inspirations for these superheroes. I gotta see to expose the God in me. What is black? It's me giving you your roses quick. Looking at you as my bro insists. See my glowing fist? Do you see it? What is black? Something that I'm proud to be. America born, African, I'm bound to speak. Take all plantation moves from my mind. Make selling out of crime. Now let me sit in my blackness and shine. I say. I say. I say. Listen. I picture snapping, taking places. I recite this. I rhyme quick, it gets me excited. I'm arriving, brain is chiming. How I'm doing mentally, what a century since the massacre. White supremacists say ain't no one coming after ya. My liberation mindset has begun. If anything, I'm in chapter one. Not destroyed by what those bastards done. I'm trying to Africa, trying to replicate. I'm feeling a super blessed day. I speak freely. Not say what the rest is say. Are we really making moves or are we pretending? We despise the farmers or depending on their descendants. Expect an invitation to the table, but sell for the kitchen. How's that winning? I know folks who own property and push waters. You can't kill a revolutionary mind in the midst of the slaughter. For Greenwood and Micaiah Bryant, dang. Protect the sons and the daughters and be a different nation. If we do so, integration, focus on liberation. I dismiss the hatred, just hourly thinking love empowerment. I hear the words of my ancestors and devour it. I say, my people, I say. One, two, three, four, I'm testing. What is Kwanzaa? How did it start? Is it a holiday? These are some of the questions we will answer in this video. Thank you for watching the Matter of Facts channel. 
please like and subscribe to the channel for more fact-based answers to unusual questions. Dr. Marlana Karinga, American professor of Pan-African Studies at the California State University at Long Beach, established Kwanzaa in 1966 during the aftermath of the Watts Riot and the Black Freedom Movement. Kwanzaa is a non-religious, non-political, African-American holiday that celebrates family, community, and culture, and commemorates the African heritage of Black Americans whose ethnic history was stripped away by the slave trade. The holiday also gave African Americans an alternative to the Christmas holiday and an opportunity to celebrate themselves and their history rather than imitate the dominant society's practice. Professor Karinga believed that Christianity was a white religion that black people should shun. But as Kwanzaa gained mainstream acceptance, Professor Karinga changed his position so that practicing Christians would not be alienated. As stated in the 1997 book, Kwanzaa, a celebration of family, community, and culture, Dr. Karinga said Kwanzaa was not created to give people an alternative to their own religion or religious holidays, but to reaffirm and restore our rootness in African culture. So Kwanzaa is a cultural rather than a religious holiday and can be celebrated regardless of a person's faith tradition. Many African Americans who celebrate Kwanzaa do so in addition to observing Christmas. Kwanzaa's creation also underscores the essential premise that you must have a cultural revolution before the violent revolution. The cultural revolution gives identity, purpose, and direction. The name Kwanzaa derives from the Swahili phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, meaning first fruits. First fruit festivals existed in Southern Africa and celebrated in December and January with the Southern Solstice. The celebration dates back to ancient Egypt and Nubia. Professor Karinga chose Swahili as the language of the festivities because it is a Pan-African language, not necessarily defined by a particular region or tribe. Also, Professor Karinga was particularly inspired by a account he read of the Zulu festival Unkosi Wosolowa. He decided to spell the holiday's name with an additional A to have a symbolic seven letter. Now that we have a brief history lesson on Kwanzaa, let us talk about the six exciting facts you might didn't know about the holiday. Number one, Kwanzaa centers around seven principles. The seven days of Kwanzaa are a time of celebration, meditation, and recommitment. The focus is on the Nguza Saba, or seven principles. On each of the seven nights, the family gathers near a table containing seven Kwanzaa symbols. A child lights one of the candles on a canara or candelabra. On the first day, the black candle in the center is lit, followed by the alternating the red candle on the left and the green candle on the right. After lighting the candle, the family discusses one of the Nguza Saba's principles. Individuals are encouraged to reflect on the principles throughout the holiday and embrace them in their own lives. An African feast called the Karamu is traditionally held on December the 31st. The Nguza Saba are central to the celebration of Kwanzaa and to the African-centered values that embrace the importance of celebrating one's own culture through meaningful, constant remembrance and connection to the ancestors. The Nguza Saba emerged from Kawada philosophy, which evaluates the best of African thought and practice. Now that we have a better understanding of the Nguza Saba, or the seven principles, let's discuss each principle that represents a different day of Kwanzaa. The first principle will be Umoja, or unity. Umoja stresses the importance of togetherness for the family and the community, 
which is reflected in the African proverb, I am because we are. We believe that everyone in our community is responsible for one another and that by working together, we will achieve great things. The second principle is Kuji Chagulia, or self-determination. That one may define themselves for themselves. It isn't just about you or me, it's about us, our community, and how we celebrate our culture and independently use our resources to self-determine our future. The third principle would be Ojima, or collective work and responsibility. This means that one's successes are shared throughout the community and vice versa. We are collectively responsible for our achievements as well as our setbacks. We must build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters problems our problems and solve them together. Yes, to whom much is given, much is expected. The fourth principle would be Ojima'a, or cooperative economics. What this means is that sharing what one has with others to benefit everyone. It teaches us to support one another and to build businesses that benefit the whole community and help it thrive. The fifth principle would be Nia, or purpose. This is self-reflection and action and meaning. It's not enough just to have money. Yes, you can pay the bills, buy food and other things you want, but your life will have much more meaning if your money is used for a purpose. And the sixth principle will be Kuumba, or creativity. Expressed in art, work, thoughts, and acts, creativity means to perform acts that leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited. And the seventh and last principle is Imani, or faith. To believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. The second interesting fact about Kwanzaa are its symbols. Kwanzaa has several key symbols that are used as artifacts to teach, remind and inspire those in the application of Kwanzaa principles. The basic symbols used to celebrate Kwanzaa are number one, vibunzi or ear of corn. The vibunzi or ear of corn symbolizes fertility and nurturing during Kwanzaa. Thus, one ear is placed on the MKK for each child in the family. If there are no children in the home, two ears are still set on the MKK because each person is responsible for the children of the community. Africans are reminded that child rearing is communal or tribal affair that involves virtues of discipline, respect for others, compassion, and charity. The second symbol would be mazio, and there are the crops that represent African harvest and acknowledgement of productive labor. And the third symbol, as mentioned earlier, is mkeka, and that is the Kwanzaa mat, which represents a foundation of our tradition and history. And the fourth symbol would be kinara, Kinara is the candle holder that represents continental Africans as our roots. And the fifth symbol would be Muhindi. Muhindi is the corn that represents our children and our future. And the sixth symbol is Mishuma Asaba, is the group of seven candles that represent the Kwanzaa Seven Principles, Nguza Saba. And the seventh symbol is Kikambecha Omaja, is the unity cup which represents the principle of unity as the basis of all Kwanzaa principles. And the eighth symbol is Zawadi, or gifts that represent the commitments made and kept. And the ninth symbol would be Bandera, also known as the Afro-American flag, Black Liberation flag, the UNIA flag, is the flag which is a supplemental symbol and color that represents Black as the people, Red is the struggle, and Green is the future and hope. 
An attempt and final symbol is a poster of the seven principles of Nugoza Saba. This will be printed and displayed. The third interesting fact about Kwanzaa are its gifts. They're homemade and educational. In order to avoid the over-commercialization of Kwanzaa, gifts or zawadi handed out to family members on the seventh day of Kwanzaa are often homemade. These gifts are meant to represent encouragement, self-determination, success, and growth for the person receiving them. Some participants buy books, music, art, accessories, or other culturally themed products, preferably from a Black-owned business. The fourth interesting fact about Kwanzaa are its colors. The colors black, red, and green are a reflection of the Pan-African movement, representing unity for people of African descent worldwide. Black represents the people, and red is for the noble blood that unites all people of African ancestry, as well as the bloodshed during slavery and the civil rights movement, and green is for the rich land of Africa. And now the fifth interesting fact about Kwanzaa are its United States Postal Service stamps. The first U.S. postage stamp to commemorate Kwanzaa was issued on October the 22nd, 1997 by self-taught artist Cynthia St. James. Her designs were revalued three times to 33 cents, 34 cents, and 37 cents in 1999, 2001, and 2002. A total of 133 million Kwanzaa stamps were produced in 1997. Artist Daniel Minter introduced a new self-adhesive 37-cent Kwanzaa stamp on October the 16th, 2004. In October of 2020, a new Kwanzaa stamp designed by art director Antonia Akala and Andrea Pippins was part of the Postal Service Forever stamp compilations. And a sixth and final fact about Kwanzaa, a few U.S. presidents have wished the nation a happy Kwanzaa. When President Barack Obama and his wife Michelle occupied the White House, towards the end of December, they would issue a statement to all those celebrating Kwanzaa. We know that there are still too many Americans going through enormous challenges and trying to make ends meet. But we also know that in the spirit of unity, or Omoja, we can overcome those challenges together. Presidents Bill Clinton and George W. Bush released similar statements during their time in office. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe to the Matter of Facts channel and please like and click on the bell for notifications of future videos.
to reflect upon our past we've come so far remembering all of those who came before us on Kwanzaa from Rosa to Malcolm to Dr. King and Turner yeah from Dubois to Yaa Shantiwal we honor you on Kwanzaa Yo, what is cracking? What is cracking? What is cracking, my people? Yo. Yes, I am starting early. ADQ does not believe in CP time. CP time is not an occurrence in my world at all. That's why I like to start early. <laughs> Welcome to yet another episode of ADQ's Renaissance. I'm your host with the most, keeping it 100 from coast to coast, higher than daggone toast. Who got a boast? ADQ. I know I am live. It is December. It is Monday, December the 27th, 2021. This year is winding down to an end. I would like to welcome you all who will be filtering in. Welcome to ADQ's Renaissance. This is the dopest podcast in the entire world. You know what I'm saying? I am ADQ. So, first things first, I want you all to understand, understand, and understand, right? The borrowed phrase from uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. Understand, oversaying, understand. <clears throat> March 19th, I have a dope, incredible, wonderful play coming for you all. Battle of the Books, Van Dyke Performance Space, Greensboro, North Carolina, um, 200 North Davy, North Davy Drive. Okay, good for you. Uh, 200 North Davy Drive. Come check it out. Tony Browley, Imani Zakaria, Caleb Kurtz. Angela Williams Tripp, Dana Flood, 
They are going to come. They're going to rock it. Written and directed by your boy. Also, as we celebrate Kwanzaa, today's Kwanzaa principle is Coochie ja, uh, Guardilla. I hope my guests can help me pronounce it better. But it stands, it means self-determination. We're going to talk about self-determination. Now, who is my guest? Who is my co-host? Who is joining me on this immaculate, African, melanated, uh, incredible endeavor this evening? I'll tell you who it is. This is a brother. This is a brother who I once, who I first met in Ron R.L. Lavender's, R.L., the gifted one, Ron Lavender's boat program. I saw him come through. I saw him spit knowledge to the kids. He came and spat knowledge to the young kings. You know what I'm saying? He told them, he gave them the game as only he would know how. He came from a very, very, very <clears throat> relative standpoint. I was like, okay, okay, my man's been good. Uh, he's been knowledge. He's been knowledge. That's what I'm talking about. Come to find out, this man is a whole artiste. You know what I'm saying? He's not just an activist. He's an artiste. You know what I'm saying? I have seen him act in Sacred Path, right? You saw y'all saw Sacred Path? I mean, yeah, I hope you saw. You know, your boy man came on near the end. Uh, <laughs> but he starred in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else has he done? Yo, Uncle Silky. Did you see Uncle Silky? If you didn't see Uncle Silky, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's on YouTube. Welcome home, Uncle Silky. This man is a radio personality as well. He does what I do. Not only that, not only that, this man has created a whole character, a whole character that I feel a little bit challenged about called Mr. Petty. Mr. Petty, are you serious, Mr. Petty? That can't nobody, you can never out-petty a Virgo. You can never out-petty a Virgo. But we're going to see just how petty this man is. Ladies and gentlemen, please uh -uh. welcome uh -uh. to 80 uh -uh. Renaissance, Corey Jones. Welcome. Yeah, family. What's going on, good brother? I'm over here sweating, doing the thing, just thinking about <laughs> how you cannot outpay your Virgo. What's going on with you? Not much, man. Out the way, man. You know one thing I am. I'm always low, man. Spreading love and loving those that love me. That is what's up. I see you over there smiling and whatnot. That's what I'm talking about. Put the positivity out there. Absolutely. How's your holiday? Holidays was good, man. Made my girls happy. You know, I got two daughters, so I made sure their Christmas was wonderful. You know, uh, it's about them, really. And I also made uh, other kids happy, but we're going to talk about that later, right? Absolutely. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I would just like to point out, the way that you just said, oh, my God, I'm sweating. <laughs> the way that you just said daughters, you know, you said two daughters. See, here in the, down here in North Carolina, we say daughters. So, by the way you said daughters... You're not from around here, right? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. You you, you one of them Yankees from up north, right? You one of them Yankees. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Definitely a New Yorker from Queens, actually. Queens? Yeah. So, okay. So, so let me name a few people who are from Queens, okay? Um, Nas, who just dropped magic. <sighs> fire. 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 Fire, 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 fire. Indeed. Uh, 50 Cent, you know, 50 Cent, um, dropping fire TV shows. Absolutely. Who else from Queens? Who else from Queens? Donald Trump. <laughs> okay, we'll take that. We'll take hey. that, though, baby. We'll take that with pride. 
Hey, man, when I was in New York, I saw so much Donald Trump gear all over the place. Um, And you, you're from Queens. You forgot LL Cool J. You forgot LL. Oh, my God. How could I forget LL? How could you forget? What? Run DMC? I was was getting to them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Who else from Queens? Who else from Queens? Uh, um, um, Malik. No, no, no. Dang it. Coming to America was in Queens. Yes, I'll take that. I'll take that too. Give us that as well. It was Queens that sent that sent uh dang it, man. Why am I forgetting? Hakeem. Stuff? Hakeem. Hakeem. Yeah. Hakeem and his sidekick and Arsino Hall uh-huh. <laughs> to Queens. It was Queens that sent them to America. Now we're gonna pretend like coming to America, the sequel never happened, all right? I kind of like the sequel though. You tripping. I I, I mean. I felt it was a continuation from the first one. You know, we all we all classics. You know, we all like the classics. But we got to understand, sometimes things change during 20 years of making something. You know, that was that was straight under, under that was raw. Raw comedy at its finest. This one had all these special effects and all that. But it still was funny to me. I got I got the concept of where they was going. The storyline was a little, mm, But I was, I, I give it a seven. In what world... In what world, if you are pursuing a queen, in what world, if you are pursuing Tiana Taylor, you're going to pull out a mic and start rapping to her? Yeah, I've seen that. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there were spoofs in there. There were definitely a lot of spoofs in there that I, was, I wasn't expecting. So I will agree with you. Like, a lot of the parts were silly. You silly. know what I mean? Silly. But I it, 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 it would be hard to top the first one. You know, it's always hard, hard to top the first one. I guess so. I guess so. That's why some that's why some classics uh shouldn't even be touched. I, I would say that it was probably just Amazon Prime having to, uh, giving themselves a reason to work with Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy giving himself a reason to give Arsenio Hall and Wesley Sainz a job. Yeah, it, even uh uh all seriousness, Eddie even said that he made sure they paid everybody on set. That everybody that was involved got paid a, a, a substantial amount of money. He was very smart about that in his contract though. We're going. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that because, <clears throat> believe it or not, there are scammers out here um, in the thea- in the theatrical realm who will who will duck and goat themselves all over the place, trying to dodge themselves from paying their talent. Mm. One thing that I believe in. One thing that I believe in. We're going to get into your background, but I want to say this. One yeah, thing talk, I talk. heavily. One thing I heavily be- believe in is paying your talent you definitely gotta pay your talent Absolutely. because they are bringing their gift their work and everything to mm-hmm. your to your particular program and to not pay them that is a slap in the face my personal belief that's why i'm finding myself easing out of the uh community theater scene and i know that once i put a battle of the books march 19th i'm paying my talent Absolutely. <laughs> now i want to know exactly of all the New York implants here in the Piedmont Triad, of all New York implants, there are so many of y'all. It's like bait, it's like little New York down here right now. What uh what was it that brought you down here? Um, just the change, man. I wanted something different than being in New York all the time. So I had people that were already down here. So I migrated down here as well with them, you know. Um of course it wasn't all good at first, you know. I came with um intentions of being the man, you know what I mean? But uh, 
All that quickly changed when I realized there was more to life than that. You know what I'm saying? Right. <clears throat> so I remember, excuse me for that. Uh, I remember the way we first met, you was at Bolt. You know, RL's Bolt. Shout out to RL. Shout, Shout out to RL. Um, you were spitting game to those kids, man. You were telling those kids something that, that they need to hear. You know, and coming from your distinct, your distinct voice, your distinct, you know, uh, New York delivery and stuff. I'm sure you hammer home with the kids. I will, I will ask, what was it that, uh, what was it that, um, inspired you to go and speak to the kids? What, what inspires your activism work? Um, being from those neighborhoods, being in that, being in that, uh, uh, I hate to say impoverished because it's not, it's not that, you know what I mean? Um, but being in these neighborhoods where the, uh, the, the, the needs aren't met, you know what I mean? I'm from those neighborhoods. Uh, I have a lot of friends still in those neighborhoods, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of their kids I call my nieces and nephews. So I always wanted better for them because I knew what their experience was like. So I, like you said, I have a distinct voice and I'm one who can put myself out there. So I said, why not put myself out there for the kids that deserve to be heard? You know, we sometimes forget to, to hear the little voice inside of a big room of big voices, you know what I mean? Mm. So I'm going to make sure that we're reminded of them, you know? I like that. I like that. Little voice in the room. Uh, big voices that reminds me of a scripture of when <clears throat> uh, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, there was Jesus saw that uh, 99 lambs were going to heaven, something like that. But he came back for the one because he was like, Yo, I gotta get that one. It's cool that I got these 99, but I gotta get that one. So he was like, Yo, I gotta go get that one, even if you're a little voice and I'm a big voice, and I'm, and we in the room of big voices. I got to get that one, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So kudos to you on that one. Now, I appreciate that. <laughs> now, when I found out that you and Amston, Amston Hughes, shout out to Amston. Shout um, out to Amston. We're putting together, we're putting up this joint, uh, Welcome Home, Uncle Silky. When I saw that y'all, that you that you both were stand-up comedians and whatnot, I was like, whoa, 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 what? I didn't know, I, didn't, I did not know that y'all did that. I feel a little stupid. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't say that. Um, me and him actually wrote that in my garage, you know. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, that was something we were throwing around some ideas, and he already had the character Uncle Silky. So I basically came up with a storyline to match his character. You know, um, we didn't want a storyline that uh, was the. the what can I say? Um, the narrative, you know, what people consider the narrative, you know, the the crazy uncle who came home from jail from selling drugs or a murder. No, we wanted to change the narrative. So we made that he came home because someone this someone violated his family number. You know, he was uh, defending her honor, as to say, you know what I mean? He was defending her honor. So we gave the story substance. You know, we showed a nephew that was looking for love in the midst of finding an uncle that he never knew all his life. He only heard about him, you know what I mean? So it was able to tackle a lot of things within the black uh, household as far as, in, you know, uh, the male perspective, the male finding love and completing the household and, and, and the embracing a family, you know? Right. <clears throat> I do love the layered, I do love the layered way that you, that you both wrote the story. And I also love how um, 
though like most of the like like most of the play is funny it builds up to uncle uncle silky having a bit of a come to jesus moment um near not at the end but near the end no uh that's that's the closest thing you're gonna get to a spoiler for me but but yeah that was dope uh that was dope to me yeah um, I, uh, that part of the story I wrote, and I and I believe that, um, like I said again, I didn't want the narrative to be the same. You know, I wanted to change the way the outlook was, but I also wanted you to hear his point of view and understand what it was that he was going through. You know, so you wouldn't just um form an opinion off of my my feelings towards him. You formed your own opinion. You know, and a lot of people left it with 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 the uh. uh profoundness of seeing that yo like these are two comedians that actually wrote this you know so it was a blessing to have people give us that feedback it was a blessing to be there in the audience at triad stage yeah to watch it and it was also it's also a blessing it was also a blessing to see dana flood who is yeah. going to be in battle of the books yes march <laughs> 19th at uh at the van dyke performance seeing her performance was also a blessing <laughs> now, um, I read now last year I had the flower child, Miss Miss Jones. I had her on this particular on this particular platform. Um, we talked in we talked in depth. I only worked with her on uh Mad King's video. Uh -huh. Other than that, I've never really worked with her before. You had what's it like working with her? Um, she's a creative genius, man, to be honest. You know, one thing about Morgan is uh, she brings the best out of the children. You know, she has a way with children that's like no other. I call her the kid whisperer. You know, she's able to um, even bring the shyest child out. You know what I mean? The child who doesn't really know too much about the stage or isn't too fond or keen of being on stage. Morgan has a way of bringing that out of that child. You know, she's a great director, great choreographer and stuff like that as well. She also helped us with Uncle Silky as well. She directed that as well for us, you know. Um, I think that was her first uh, major debut as a director. She did a great job, man. We had a great, great, great time with her on that set. That was her first debut? Now I believe so, if I'm correct. I would just like to point out that Imani Zakaria was going to be starring in Battle of the Books. I'm I'm sorry, I'm plugging like a mug. But uh, Do plug, plug. I am plugging. Uh, Battle Imani Zakaria. Okay. So what? You said March 9th, right? March 19th. March 19th. Be there. 2022. But um, she is going to be starring in Battle of the Books, and she comes from the Flower Child School. Hmm. Yeah, and I've seen her. I've well, obviously, I've seen her act prior to me casting her, and I'm like, okay, Morgan taught this young lady well. Yeah, Morgan has a uh, I like to call them seeds, you know, that's, that's a garden, a garden of flowers, you know, flower child. Um, Morgan is one who spreads her seed willingly, you know, um, she's she's one that does it for the love. She's not one that actually, you know, looks for a monetary gain all the time. She doesn't have a problem with seeing the joy and the satisfaction of the children, you know, or just the people in general. That's why she will continue to be blessed with what she has now. You know, I think she's in Atlanta doing things. She in Atlanta. She's in the A. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's me and you. It's me, you, and other like-minded people holding things down here. Now, when you talk about Uncle Silky, but I want to backtrack a little bit. If you want, I want to moonwalk a little bit. Um. I know what I know what caused me to get into performing. 
and I've been told many times that I should be a stand-up comedian. Um, I could go up on stage and, you know, be silly and whatnot, but I'm not a comedian because I've only done it twice. Uh, yeah, been, yeah, twice. However, I uh, I would uh, I would say that I would hypothesize that you have done it a lot more than twice, right? Absolutely. So I would ask you, what caused your entrance into that particular genre, that particular form, art form? Um, I've always been a class clown. You know what I'm saying? I always had the uh, ability to make people laugh, even when they were down. Um, I was able to find a bright spot even in the darkest areas. So that was something that was in me. Um. I never knew nothing about getting paid for it. I was working at this steel factory called O'Neill Steel down here in Greensboro. I had got fired from the job. And um, while walking home in the rain, you know, feeling kind of down and depressed and, like, trying to figure out my next move, I was praying to God, like, yeah, what do you want me to do next? Like, you know, I'm at this point in my life where I don't want to go this way. You know, I want to continue going on the path that you want me to be. And I heard something that said, make them laugh, you know. Mm. think nothing of it. You know, I let it just slip out my head. Two, three days later, I had a friend by the name of Cherie Martin, you know what I'm saying? Lady Shamar. She uh she does a lot of comedy out here as well. Great, great, great young lady. Great, great lady. She introduced me to comedy. She asked me if I want to get on stage for open mic night. Uh got on the stage and the feedback was crazy. You know, um, people told me I was funny. I did a great job, and here we are now. I'm getting interviewed by the great one. So, you know. <laughs> I appreciate that. So <laughs> I appreciate that. So um first so here's a two-part question. I want to ask you who are who are the ones who uh inspire you? Like who's your, like your top five uh com uh comedian list? Okay. And also what it what is it like being out on there on stage holding the mic saying, okay, I got to make these people laugh because when you're making someone laugh, you are channeling an emotion, uh, a reactionary emotion. Like mm -hmm. if you want to try to make someone cry, uh, you're trying to make someone laugh. What goes into that? So five, top five comedians, how's it feel to make them laugh? All right, top five would be, um, of course, of course, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Red Fox, Cat Williams, and I don't, it's not going to be the obvious. Uh, so let me see what I can throw in there that'll I mean, throw you off. Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb. I like Corey Holcomb. I think Corey Holcomb was funny. Okay. Um, he is funny. Yeah, Corey Holcomb. Was, he, he's a different funny, but he's hilarious. You know. Um, when I get on the <laughs> stage, that's my that's my non-judgmental place. You know. Um, that's that's the place where I have control. You know, I have the mic, so my voice is the loudest. So I dictate the room. Um, it's a great feeling to see someone laugh at something you wrote. Yeah. Because it's something that you actually uh, made up, and someone found humor in it. You you you've tuned it fine enough that you can get a reaction out of just words. So. The laughter that I get from on stage only feeds me. It's like if if I know you're laughing at my jokes, it feeds me more to go become even funnier, which is kind of weird to say. But it's like a it's like a um it's like food for my soul, you know. What I'm saying for my laughter, the laughter soul in me, you know. Um, it feeds me to automatically give out more, you know. On that stage is like no one else is up there, you know what I mean? Like 
There's no one else up there but me. And I dictate, like, I control the elements. You know, if I I don't want to be funny, I don't have to be funny. If I choose to be funny, I can make them laugh. If I choose to be serious, I can bring a tear. But I control that moment. The emotions lie within my hand. So it's a powerful feeling once one overcomes the fear of being shy or the anxiety of being in a big crowd. I like that. I like that. You could actually uh, show. You could actually show show a thing into to these new modern day comedians who are like super who are like super anxious and whatnot. And mm-hmm. have you seen these like new modern day comedians who almost say he's talking like this and uh and talking like that? Yeah, that's 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 just nervousness, like. Anything you do repetitively, of course, you're going to start eventually being nervous, you know, because muscle memory, that's like what boxing, you know, yeah. you do it eventually uh, after so many times, it becomes muscle memory. So most of the time when we see that, that's people just getting on stage, you know what I mean, just learning. So but they be consistent, they'll definitely get better, you know. <laughs> I would say that my, I would tell you that my all-time favorite comedian, I was just talking about this man in the barbershop, the other day, because they played his show on Netflix, the great Bernard McCullough, better known as Bernie Mac. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Bernie Mac was a legend. Let me, I'm out of fact, let me put Bernie, let me take Kobe Holcomb off there and let him put Bernie right there. Um, Bernie, Bernie was a, like a comedic genius, yes, like. When you when writing comedy and having jokes, there's always a setup, 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 big punchline. Bernie knew how to uh marinate in that setup to where you thought it was the part of you thought it was the big punchline, but it wasn't even part of it yet. No. You know what I mean? And that that cause comedy is nothing but a strategic way of figuring out how to make people laugh at certain moments. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's it's deeper than you can actually imagine. You know, so yeah, he was a comedic genius on the way he put things together. You know what I mean? He was definitely, I definitely put him on my top five. If people, I would say if people wanted to cancel Dave Chappelle today in 2021, if Bernie Mac was to today, <laughs> he'd be canceled a thousand times over. Absolutely. Milk and cookies. <laughs> Some milk and cookies. Yeah. <laughs> They will cancel that man until he can't be canceled anymore. No lies, no lies, no lies, though. Um, but I tell you one thing that I love about comedians. Um, you fall into this crowd too because come on, sacred path, man, sacred path. That's my joint right there, boy. Sacred path. Whenever a comedian, Whoopi Goldberg in color purple, right? Whoopi Goldberg was a comedian when she was doing Color Purple, right? Absolutely. Adam Sandler, whenever he stops being stupid and does a comedic and does a dramatic role, you know, uh, 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 Rain Over Me, uh, Spanglish, Daggone, The Meyerwitz Stories, Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. when uh, Punisher Love, when Adam Sandler does drama, he kills it. Um, Eddie Murphy in Mr. Church, Will Ferrell in uh, uh, Everything Must Go, and um. Dang, another joint that I forgot. <clears throat> My point is when comedians or comedic actors do drama, it has been 
It's been my oh yeah, oh dang go. How can I forget Jamie Foxx and Ray? Yeah, they hey, 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 hey. He 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 embodied that character to the point where like you remember he was doing that character back when the living color was out. So he he just got more in debt with it when he found the like, life story behind it. Like that made me look at Ray Charles in a totally different light. You know, a positive one, of course, you know, because I've seen what he went through, you know. Mm -hmm. But, absolutely. But what I'm getting there is when you comedians do dramatic roles, oh, my God, y'all mm. kill it. Yeah, you too. You too. <laughs> you too. Um, because, you know, a lot of times people think with comics all day. Like, people think, you know, Petty can only do comedy or he's just a comedian. Hence me doing hosting, acting, voiceovers, you know, I, I keep the brand multi uh, uh levels, you know. I don't I don't just stay with one branch, you know, I keep plenty of branches on the tree of petty, you know. Um I've always made sure I never limit myself to just being somebody that's you know, I've always made that made sure that I was more than just that, you know. Um, so when you do meet me, you don't just meet Petty, you know, you meet the person, you know, you meet the the real me. You get to see that, like you said, Sacred Path, the movie shop with Jumar and uh, Monier um, for Copper Vibrations. But um, that was all improv and that was a serious, a serious movie, you know, uh, 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 rest in peace to main man too as well, you know, um, that was a serious movie right there um blame with alice at least we have some new uh episodes coming out the beginning of january with that as well and that's another serious film as well you know um just which is on amazon prime right it's on amazon prime yes on amazon prime on sell amazon. yourself man come on yeah you know how i am man i'm, I'm, I'm real humble people telling me i gotta learn how to uh toot my own horn you know, I'll toot it that. Uh, hold on, that did not come out right. I'm sorry. That uh, that didn't sound right. <laughs> we're gonna just let that go over. We're gonna we'll let that fly and just keep it moving. You know. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So you got the joint on Amazon Prime, and you are a comedian doing these uh serious roles, right? Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> now tell me this. Tell me this. Um, which one do you prefer to do between uh comedy and drama? I'm gonna tell you what I prefer I'd rather do drama. You first. You like to do drama more? Yeah, I like drama more. Cause it uh it brings out more of who I am. You know, I was just in a play with uh written by James Lyons. Um Death at the Dynacon. Yeah. And that was more of a drama filled play, you know what I'm saying? Uh people didn't know who People didn't know who I was, and people didn't have no idea that, you know, I I'm gonna bring it up, but people had no idea what the plot was in the story. You know, I mean, well, not they knew what the plot was, but they didn't know who was the killer. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, I love. You know, because it gives me a chance to just be more serious and not be so comedic. Okay, so to that, first of all, bad me, I didn't see it. I wish I would have. But the fact that James Lyons, who's known for daggone Uncle Ezel. Yes. Have you ever tried to be on stage with daggone Uncle Ezel? Let me tell you something. It is the hardest thing in the world to It's so do. hard to say in character. Do you hear me? <laughs> Shout out James Lyons, man. The guy from Winston-Salem. Hilarious, oh, bro. He's a genius. Hilarious. But 
But um, for him to write a drama, man, now I'm really mad at myself. Yeah. That one. yeah. He's, a, he's a hell of a writer, bro. He, he is. He's, he's, he's one powerful writer, and he's a humble guy, man. Like, very humble guy. Never one I've seen try to uh, take all the um, recognition. He passes it out before he even gets himself any. So I've always loved to him, man. Shout him out. Yeah, hopefully we hopefully I can get him on here one day. Hopefully he will and hopefully also he will come see Battle of the Books, March 19th. Um at uh Van Dyke Performance Space. But anyway, um but yeah, uh see, so you like so you prefer to do drama. I'ma tell you this. <clears throat> um uh, me, it depends on what the pro it depends on what it is, you know what I'm saying? Um if if it is a like cheesy cornball comedy, you know what I'm saying? Say something again, uh, Corey. This is the risk of podcasting. Sometimes technical issues occur. Our guest is adjusting his camera. Get used to that face. You're going to see it in high places one day. So while he so while he's getting everything together, yo, <laughs> I'm going to do another cheap plug. Battle of the Books, March nineteenth, twenty twenty two. Check it out. You will be mad at yourself if you didn't. It's not must see. It's can't miss. You know what I'm saying? It's can't miss. If you miss it, you'll be mad at yourself. Also, today's Kwanzaa principle. Oh, he's back. Apologize, good brother. It's all good. That was, that was my mentor, Buster Brown, calling me, man. Man, you are man, you are skipping a talk with your mentor to come and chat with me. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate it. I I said I'll call you right back, mentor. I'll call you right back. Yeah. Yo, Mr. Petty gonna be there, Mr. Petty. Uh, <clears throat> I gotta know. See, I'm a petty person myself. Uh -huh. You guys call my ex girlfriends. I'm petty. Not your ex girlfriend. <laughs> you can ask my ex girlfriends. You can ask people who I owe money to. You can ask. Uh, you can ask the lady who does my locks. I'm petty. I want to know where did this character, Mr. Petty, come from? Um, I ain't want to write a comedic name, man. Like, you know, everybody has that name that stands out. And I couldn't think of one, right? And so I had I had an acronym. You know, Petty's actually an acronym for positive energy through the youth. And, <laughs> yes, my slogan, bang, bang, means be always near God. So one thing I've always thought of, uh, I couldn't say that to people. So I had to come up with, a, I had to come up with something that made them relate to me. So I was like, hey, my name is Mr. Petty. Bang, bang. So here we are. Mr. Petty. Bang, bang. What? <laughs> yeah, man. I, oh, my good. Well, well, here. Well, you heard it here on ADQ's Renaissance. Yes. That Mr. Yeah. Petty, bang, bang. <laughs> it's not Corey here talking about being petty, but uh -huh. 
It, uh, what's the acronym again? Po uh, positive, positive energy through the youth. Positive energy through the youth. That's what petty is. P bang, bang, be always near God. Yeah. Man, I don't even need to say anything else. <laughs> you all have me going bang, bang from that one. Yeah. Let me walk down the street. I'll be like, bang, bang. And hopefully I won't be near a cop. I'll be like, what you bang banging for? Yeah, ho, be always, be near, always God, near God. Be always near God, brother. You know? So I'm trying to I'm trying to make it a household thing, man. Well, well you, you know, know what? We're gonna we gonna we're gonna we're gonna repeat we're gonna repeat that. I might find a way to write that into uh my plates. Absolutely, but, man. Like I would that. appreciate that. Oh yeah, look, man, here on ADQ's Renaissance, we give you your flowers while you can smell Absolutely. Them. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Too much negativity in the world. We need to we need to show love to our brothers and sisters. We do. I want to ask you this, um, because you're a driven person, right? You're a very driven and very self-determined person, right? Um, I like to think that I am. Today's Kwanzaa principle. You celebrate Kwanzaa, right? Absolutely. Oh, same here. I know that was a stupid question, but. Hey, not everybody, not everybody who is this does. Look, look. I mean, shoot. Not everybody does, but okay, so we do. Today's principle is self-determination. Pronounce the word with me. I don't want to cuss. Cool. Um, cool, Julia. Something it's like that. Video. Something like that. We're gonna just we're gonna just say self-determination. It's self-determination. What does self-determination to you look like? Let's inspire people, man. What does self-determination to Corey Jones look like? Um overcoming obstacles, man. Letting right. nothing stop you. Um knowing the goal, knowing the mission statement and completing it no matter what. You know, um if you if you if within the plan you got all sunny days and one of those days happen to rain, the mission is to complete the plan. You know, one 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 mishap doesn't stop the plan being completed. Uh nothing comes without struggle. Right. Nothing. Thanks. Nothing. I didn't I didn't get to being on your podcast. I didn't get to meeting you without going through the struggle, you know. Um Self-determination is you're convinced that you're going to win. You know, I'm convinced. I know that I'm going to win. So that has put a will in me like no other. You know, I, nothing can stop that. I like that. Self-determination is convinced that you are going to win and nothing, absolutely nothing can stop that. Nothing. And you know, I look at failure a lot different from other people, from most people. Um, the failure to fail really is like one of the greatest lessons, like um, what to do, what not to do, right? But I think that I think that that's actually like you know a step in a step a, a step in a step in a stepping stone, right? Mm -hmm. the true failure the real failure to where you're really falling short is to not even try at all 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shoot. Like, <clears throat> like, um, like I'm putting up this play in a three, uh, 300-seat theater. It's a 300-black, it's 300-seat black box theater. I don't even know 300 people, but I am confident in my story. I am confident in the reach of it. And I'm confident that people are going to come and have a great time. Absolutely. You're on Amazon Prime. I'm sure someone has stopped you and said, what are you doing? You're you're kidding yourself. You're going to be a failure. But you was like, mm, thank you for that, but you're wrong. And you went out and proved them wrong, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, I take all that and eat it. Like, that's energy. That's gas. You know, anything could be recycled. You know what I mean? You eat that, and what is a waste that you digest, and it doesn't go through the and it doesn't go through the digestible, digestible tract? It becomes waste. It becomes poopity scoop. You take it, eat it, boom, poop it out. Get out. Get what you and need from it. Pull what you need from it and get because even with the negativity, there's something that you're gonna use from it. You know what I mean? Um, you now know that this person don't like you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you now have to use that. You know what I mean? Just be aware, man. Um, we live in a duality world. You know, there's an up, there's a down, there's a right, there's a left. So you know, if you're a fighter for love, there's gonna be uh, 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 advert. Uh, enemies of uh, uh, of that same love, you know, soldiers of hate, you know what I mean? They're going to come at you. So expect that, you know, as long as it's expected then they can't stop you. That's what goes back to self-determination. If you already have it written in the plans, can't nothing stop you because you expected this. You know, mm -hmm. I expect the hate. I expect the, 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 the non-believers, but they don't, they don't affect me because I already knew in my plan, you guys were going to be set here, placed here, and then placed here. So all I had to do was to remember, oh, I did say they were going to be here. Move this way, move that way. You know what I mean? It's all about adjustment. Man, oh man. <laughs> Are you going to be spitting gems like this on Mr. Petty's neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i just try to make sure bro because I've, I've been there i've done that you know what I'm, saying? I'm 43 years old so no, you're not. yeah I'm, I'm, no, you're not. yeah yeah you're not 43 yeah i i i, I refuse to believe it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that so this is what 43 look like yeah 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 Man, thank you. You, oh my God, I am less, <laughs> I am less afraid of my forties now. Yeah, that comes from being right, man. Being doing right by people, man. Like, I, don't, I, I love life. You know, what I'm saying I'm always smiling, man. Even when things look as bad as they can be, man, I find joy in something. You know what I'm saying? Um, I tell people, even in death, I find life. You know, I want to find joy in something. Man, I. Thank you. You have made me less afraid of 40s. And yes, the energy that you put out there keeps you from aging. It Absolutely. keeps the wisdom growing, but Absolutely. keeps you from aging. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you guess how old I am. 26, 27. <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. Nah, for real. How, much, how old do you think I am? Okay, 30. <laughs> Come on, man. You trip. You get you fun, you joking. 
I'm lost. What are you? Man, I'm 36, brother. See what I'm saying? We age like that. I'm telling you, it don't crack, baby. It don't crack. It don't crack, baby. This this this, this made out of steel right here. This <laughs> it's it's like a meal. You can eat up. You can just eat it up. It's made out of steel. It's like a meal. It's sad. <laughs> I want to add. I also want to ask you about this. So I was looking on your profile. God, I sound like a stalker right now. Um, I was looking on your profile. Now, now I was just you know doing my homework about you and stuff, and I saw among the books that you love because I'm always looking at looking for what someone's reading, whether someone interviewing, someone that I'm meeting. A girl that I'm dating or whatever, I want to know what they're reading. And among the books, I saw that you like this. That's my book of books. That is my book of books. Sally. My little sister got me that for my birthday a couple years ago. That and the 50th law. What is it about 48 laws of power that appeals to you? Um now. If you're not an aggressive person, don't read the 48 Laws of Power because it's 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 a aggressive, strategic way of doing things, you know. Um, it's also calculated and kind of sneaky, you know what I'm saying? Because it always tells you never outshine the master. That's one of the laws, you know. Never outshine the master, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh it's not for the weak-minded. I'm gonna say that before I even get into debt with the power <laughs> the 48 laws of power, you know. Um What's the power for you? But thank you for that preference. Now you got, you got. Come on, give it to us. All right, now let me see. Mine's was never outshine the master. Um, you gotta remember what type of game and field we're in. We're in a, we're in a land of a whole bunch of cheats. You know, in order for one to win, you have to play like the mouse in the room full of elephants. You 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 possess the fear. You know what I mean? In other words. All these big, mighty powers, you know, you can control it once you realize who you are. Um, but never, never get to the, the to the point where you think that you're just because they fear you that you can control them because they can easily step on you and wipe you out. You know, so you never outshine them. You keep it to a point where it's like, hey, how you doing? Hey, I just appreciate just a little small amount. And you take your small amount, you put your small amount, and you build it to the point where they have nothing left. But you've been building yours. You never outshine the master the whole time. So it's going to continue to give you. He's going to give you more and more and more. People, I don't want to say too much because I use it myself. You know what I'm saying? So hey, people like, can't know the secret of. Uh, people can't know the secret. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. The 48, 48 laws of power have a lot of secrets, and I indulge in them a lot with my uh, uh, business moves and stuff like that. You know, especially when it comes to marketing and being strategic. And the things that I do a lot. You know what? Okay, so so I'm going to get into another business book. You know, I'm trying to become an avid reader as I get older. Um, as I uh go from 27 and 28, according to you. <laughs> uh right now I'm looking at I just happened to stumble onto law number 25, right? And this, which is written by Robert Green. Robert Green. Don't want to get sued or anything. These are great words. Do not accept the uh, law number 25. Recreate yourself. Do not accept the roles that society foists on you. Recreate yourself by forging a new identity, one that commands attention and never bores the audience. Be the master of your own image rather than letting others define it 
story, man, I about hit my table. <laughs> Incorporate dramatic devices into your public gestures and actions. Your power will be enhanced and your character will seem larger than life. You get that? I live that, man. Yes, Come on. Yes, yes, yes. That um did you see the last part how your character will be larger than life? Absolutely. The less seen, the more appreciated you are. Always remember that. The less seen you are, the more appreciated you will be. Um, you don't have to be everywhere. You don't see me everywhere. I'll put you onto a secret. Um, one of the reasons why I see so mystique sometimes is because I don't put myself in every situation. I'm not at every club. I'm not at every event. You know, I'm selective on where I put myself and at the time that I put myself. Um, so when I am seeing it's like, damn, Petty, where have you been at, man? I ain't seen you in a while. The whole time I'm still in Greensboro. I'm just selective on how I put myself out there. That makes your uh, 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 persona more alluring than what it may seem because you're not seen all the time. I'm not seeing if I see Adrian everywhere, it's no surprise. Oh, you here again. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah, he's at the same club again, you know. But the less I see you, it's hey bro, how you been? I ain't seen you in a minute, man. What's been going on? We can talk about inaccurate, you know. It's all about just strategically moving certain ways, man. And I do that wholeheartedly. Like that's why I say the 40 laws of power is like my daily regimen. Man. I'm gonna put that into my daily regimen along with the Bible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Speaking of the Bible, real quick, I gotta ask you: Is there like, do you have like any go-to scriptures? Um, access shall be given, knock it shall be, uh, seek it shall be found, and knock it shall be given. You know, basically, you know, just ask. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. You know, like for all those that ask, you know, they, they, they shall be answered. All those that seek, they shall be found. And, you know, all those that knock, the door shall be answered. You know, those three principles are everything. You know what I'm saying? I like I like Proverbs uh, 22 and 1 where it says um, a good name is better than riches and gold. Absolutely. Imagine going somewhere and your character getting something paid for. Say it again, man. Say it again. <laughs> Imagine going to your character getting something paid for. Um, my mentor, Will Hall, always mentioned to me, um, matter of fact, excuse me, Clarence Mack. He mentioned to me, um, money can get you anything, you know, it can get you certain things, but your character can get you anything in the world, it can get you in places that money can't. Uh it's like me sitting down at Summit Cafe, shout out Summit Cafe, plug them in. And um, I'm sitting there eating, and someone sees me and says, oh, that's petty, man. Let me pay for his meal off my character. Not off of, oh, I just want to seem like I'm big. But no, I, I dig the guy and what he's doing. I want to make sure that he's a combinator. You know, that's big. Your character paid for that, you know. Um, that's one thing I'm big on, making sure I'm solid with the people that I, that I know and don't know. You know what I mean? Um, I thank God for that trait. You know, not being fake. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for 
having to trade up, even even knowing you for this long, you know what I mean? Um, and you hitting me up and say, hey, Petty, I want this. And it's like, yo, I got you, bro. No problem. Well, you know, I couldn't do it Sunday, you know, because of work. But any yeah. other time you ask me, I'm, I'm there, no problem. You know, I don't forget those that were supportive of me with Uncle Silky prior to me being the Mr. Petty, you know what I mean? That were there when we were doing both, you know, and people didn't know us in such a manner they know us now before the adq you know before um the plays you were writing before all of this you know those that supported me then i never forget you know that's why i'm always there at the first chance i get <laughs> and that is a beautiful character trait to go to have because some people step on people uh on the way to the top some people mm -hmm. take people with them on the way to the top but you gotta be but you gotta be very choosy about who you take with you absolutely um, so with the time that we got, so with the time that we got left, two questions. Number one, does this book do anything for you? Rich what? Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? What? I had no. to ask, man. I had to ask. I had to ask. Yo, I read something in there the other day. It hit me. See, what I read was a lot of us think that working and working and working and working and working is going to equal wealth. That is not true. That's very false. Only way that we can sustain wealth is when we work for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely great. Um, I'm at that stage now where I'm switching through that process. Uh, it's a different feeling. Entrepreneur, entrepreneurship isn't for the weak. No. Because uh, every day isn't a good day. You get what I'm saying? Yet, <clears throat> when they do come, when they do come oh how glorious it is lord oh how glorious it is you yes. know uh, one must remember um the same way you work hard for jeff bezos target mcdonald's any law firm whatever high class corporate job you have or career or whatever you want to be um you will still never be at the top no nah. You know, uh, there will always be someone that you are under, that you work for, that signs the checks. There's nothing more exhilarating and a greater feeling than to say, you know, I don't feel like going to work today. I'm going to take off. You know what I mean? Um, Don't get comfortable with doing that. Please don't, because the, the main objective is to win. You know, the main objective is to succeed. Residual income is great. You know, have multiple streams of income. Multiple streams. Because while you sleep, you want to make money. You know what I'm saying? You want to make money while you sleep. And then you want to be prepared at any time. Put up. Save money. And me telling you save money is not like I save money. So take my advice because I'm telling you to save money. And I don't save money. You know what I'm saying? So, but just be wise in your moves, man. Entrepreneurship is where it's at, man. But like I said, it's not for the weak. It's for the strong only, man. It's for the strong. But it's prosperous. And it's rewarding in the end. Just depends on, just depends on who uh, is willing to take who is willing to take that step? Um, Absolutely. See, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to give you this example real quick. Um, I decided. I decided when I decided I was going to put together, uh, put up Battle of the Books, which is going to be up at Van Dyke Performance Space, March 19th. Um, when I decided to put that up, I said I'm not acting in this. I am not acting in this. Because I want, I think that this would be a great chance for me to build up my reputation in uh, regards to promotion and marketing, and uh, basically building building up my own enterprise, Quarles and Associates Creative Group. 
Um, I think that uh, by taking by taking myself out of the actor's role and focusing on all the rest of the stuff, that's where I start building up building up my ground root, mm-hmm. my roots for um, being my own boss. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? You've always been like that, bro. You've always been a self starter. You've always been one who thought outside the matrix. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never, you've never been one who followed uh, the ways of everyone else. You've always set your own path. That's one thing. But let me give you a flowers while I'm here. Okay. Um, that's one thing about you. You've always set your path and you've been determined in it. You never let no one deter you from it. You never let no one say, hey, well, try this or throw this in there. No, you stuck to what works for you. And um, that has gotten you here. That's gotten people such as myself and others on platforms. That's gotten uh, actors and actresses to trust trust you and your work and be able to perform in your work. You know what I mean? That's, that's how you become the voice that you are today. You know, so let me be the first to tell you that we appreciate you um, not only evolving, but evolving and becoming better and allowing us to be a part of that. Man, I appreciate that. <laughs> Man, those flowers smell really good. Thank you. <laughs> so now well, I gotta not. ask you. So I gotta ask you, uh, being around uh God, <laughs> no, no, daggone. Back. What's the acronyms again, man? Positive energy through the youth. And the baby. Be always near God. Yeah, that. So now I gotta ask you, what is, uh in the time we got left, what's next for you? What you got? Um, I'm actually in Ohio. Uh, I got an event, a fashion show out there. Went to Wonderland. Shout out to Angel. That's my home girl. I'm be out there in Ohio, Akron, Ohio. Uh, Blaine, we have some new episodes coming up. I got a new play that I'm doing with James Lyon. Also have a new play with. Uh, Evan Gibson and my sister, Miss Tamika, so sassy. Um, I got another play that, uh, another, a couple of more shows that we got coming up to as well. And I'm going to be doing a lot of activist work, man. I'm going to be in the community doing a lot of work. I'm working with the Greensboro Housing Authority now on social service. So, um, we got a lot of big things coming up, man. Uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited about what, what, what Petty and what the city has to offer. And aren't you like, I didn't get to ask you about this. I keep on calling you a radio personality. I mean, don't you got like a joint called Mr. Petty's Neighborhood coming up or something? Like yeah, that? Mr. Petty's Neighborhood on 105.1. Shout out to my brother, Derek J. Watson, man. Dope guy. Gives plenty of opportunities to everybody, man. You know, so shout him out as well, too, man. I did uh, 97.1 and um, shout out B-Dot, too. I, this is how I started. I used to call 102 jams every day and be like, word, one. And B-Dot used to have me call up there every day, every day, every day, every day. And that kind of, like, built my confidence up. And he kind of, like, poured some positive words into me. Whenever I seen him, he was support. He was at my first show and all that. So shout him out, too, for never being too big to recognize the little people. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And now I got to ask you um, if people wanted to hit you up to cast you in the show, to possibly be on Mr. Petty's neighborhood or to get some comedic tips from you or to talk to their or to talk to their youth or anything that you may have to offer. Yeah. How can they contact you? 
Well, my Facebook is Corey Jones, Mr. Petty. Oh, my uh, IG is Mr. Petty Bang Bang. My TikTok is Mr. Petty Bang Bang. Inbox me any all inquiries about any shows, upcoming events. Please feel free to reach out. Um, I'm quick to work with the youth. I'm quick to work with anybody. You know what I'm saying? As long as the checks don't bounce, as long as the money good and the cash app makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I do have a family too as well, man. But uh, all seriousness, man, you can hit me on any of those platforms. Oh yeah, uh, just let you all know that he is very, very reachable. I yeah. was able to. Uh, all I had, all I did was just you know Facebook and be like, "Hey man, you need to be on my yeah. podcast." Yeah. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> My brother ain't lying. <laughs> so all those uh, uh all those paid supporters out there, if you want to contact me, my email is adq4christ at gmail.com. My Twitter is avenue adq underscore 85. My Instagram is Dion Chocolate Guy 85. Uh, my Facebook, you can see it, is Adrian Dion Quarles, A-D-R-I-A-N-D-I-O-N-Q-U-A-R-L-E-S. Please do not call the CIA on me. Call me. Please, March 19th. March 19th. Man, how you know I was about to say something about that? March 19th, Battle of the Books, Van Dyke Performance Center, Greensboro, North Carolina, Cultural North Arts Main Center. Street. <laughs> what did you just say? Is it North Main Street or was it? Uh, uh, North Davis Street. Yeah, North Davis Street. Be out there. March 19th, Battle of the Books, man. You got to be a dope play with dope people in it, and you need to be there. You don't need to be at home sitting out here doing nothing. You need to be there watching books. You don't want to read at home, but you can read at this plane. You could be battling books. Have you ever battled a book before? No, and it ain't no audio either. It ain't no Kindle. But March 19th, you need to be out there. That's all I'm saying. This is Mr. Petty. Bang, bang. We need a, man, we, I'm glad we're recording this. Hey, that was dope. You could use that, too, for uh, a sound bite if you want <laughs> I didn't find a way to sound like that. That was dope. That was really dope. Good, um, I got you. But yeah, everything that everything that he just said is exactly why you should come out and support this brother. Support him everything you, he does. Battle of the books. Support that as well, too. March 19th. I'm serious. And yo, Corey, I want to tell you for everything you do, everything you do, everything you represent, all the all of the art that you put out there. I must tell you, you sir are valuable. Love and necessary member of the Renaissance. Our people are better because of you, sir. I feel honored, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm a Renaissance man now. Thank you. Of course, I you're appreciate a you bro, for having me on the show, man. Absolutely. I mean, shoot, straight path and all, man. You, you're killing the game. You're killing the yes, game. Sir. The spirit of Maine is among us men. Yes, sir. Maine, Maine, we do this for Maine. you, boy. That's right. So, yo, I'm ADQ. He is Mr. not Petty. petty. Bang, bang. He's Mr. Petty. <laughs> I'm the Petty one. And this I'm ADQ's Renaissance. And I'm Mr. Petty. But check out Battle of the Books, man. All seriousness. March 19th. My brother's doing something serious, man. He's giving away for all those that need a way. Um, it's a dope play, man. You know what I'm saying? Support those that support others, man. Y'all appreciate you, big dog. Thank you. This is ADQ's Renaissance. Peace, y'all. Oh, oh, here it is.
What happened to her sister? Because her sister didn't feel out like that. Oh, no, they merged. Oh! Yeah. Then she became a part of Sabrina. Yeah, that's like a whole separate person in the back right there. Okay. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Auntie Cashmere. How you doing? Um, what, what? And listen, I've been home 38 days, 26 hours, 14 minutes. Ain't nobody had a party yet. So I'm hoping that this is like some part of like some type of surprise or something. Is some, is some girls gonna come out the back? I'm looking for um, some type of love. You know? What kind of girl you like? What kind of girl you like? Mm -hmm. What kind of girl you looking for? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. How you like them? You like them tall? I don't like the WNBA types. I don't like. I'm not a father. Okay. okay. I'm a leader. Right. I didn't make the transition from the Jerry girl to the S girl. Oh. See, that's what happened. See, all them boys with the S girls came and took all the good jobs away from the brothers with the curse. Curtis blow went out of work. <laughs> yep. And you remember Kurt was popping. Well, he didn't. He was like, he didn't want to yeah. get no S curl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Cool, Mo D. Oh, cool! He had a curl though. He had enough. He had the little parts. You know, it was a, it was a combination of the edge curls and the parts in the side of the head. Yeah, like, you didn't want to get the parts in the side of your head. They was acting like they didn't want to give you no job no more. Yeah. You know? Tell us about nephew. What's he going through right now? Oh, he in a damn mess, honey. Uh, going in and out of all these uh, chicks, all these girls, bringing all around the home. Uh, and they just, I don't know, some of them ain't just ain't got no uh, home training. Get it together. Um, I don't know who that is. Rihanna girl. Oh, that big forehead. She will. Oh, yeah, she do got a forehead. Fine head, huh? Yeah, like a projection. She sure home do. I'm not that. I would too. I would. Oh, you get in it. 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 You paying, right? Yeah, you need to come on. Well, you good then. We good. Oh, God, nephew got it. And you got somebody here that can tell you what, you know, what, you know, what happened and what's going on. And you won't even listen to her. I'm telling you, I was supposed to replace Bobby Brown in New Edition. I just took him and told you about how the S Curl brothers took out the Jerry Curl brothers. They bit Johnny Gibbs because he so had an S Curl. You got so much stories, though. Uh, oh, I got my tape matcher. So I go in and out of weight, up and down. So I like to take my weight and see how big uh, my head get. So I here put that. Uh, I had to go away for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, me and the state had an argument. You know, we went to court. They had their side. I had mine. They won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, first 48.
I saw a demon on my shoulders, looking like patriarchy, like scrubbing blood off the ceiling and bleaching another carpet. How my house get on it? My toy and body don't embody all the life she wanted. The baby just 19. I know I dream all black. I seen that everything immortalizing tweets, all caps. They say they found her dead. One girl missing, another one go missing. One girl missing another, but niggas in the back quiet as a church mouse. Basement studio when duty calls to get the verse out. I guess the ego hurt now. It's time to go to work. Wow, look at him go. He really doubts to write about me when the world is in smokes. When it's people in trees. When George was begging for his mother, saying he couldn't breathe. He thought to write about me. One girl missing, another one go missing. One girl missing, another one. Yo, but little did I know all my reading would be a bother It's trans women being murdered and this is all he can offer And this is all y'all receive? Distract you from the convo with organizers They talking abolishing the police and this is a new world order We democratizing Amazon, we burn down borders This is a new vanguard, this is a new vanguard I'm the new vanguard